0: Welcome to Write to Publish, your go-to podcast for all things writing and publishing. I'm Karen Stanley, a 14 times published author and the founder of Mabel and Stanley Publishing. Join me as I share a multitude of tips and insights drawn from my own writing and publishing journey. We'll be hearing from some inspirational authors too, who will share their writing experiences and top tips for success. Each week we'll learn about an aspect of writing, from composition to genre, and from publishing to marketing. Listen in as we learn and chat about all things writing and publishing, and let's get you on the right path. Hello and welcome again to this episode of Write to Publish. Hopefully lots of writing tips and tricks and publishing advice to help you on your way. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about the power of community, the power of a writer's community, and why writing sprints work. So some interesting little topics for conversation for you today. One of the things that you will probably know by now is how lonely it is to be a writer. By definition, you don't generally tend to write in a crowded room or at parties, do you? Generally, sorry, if I can even speak, you generally Tend to write at a desk on your own, usually surrounded by your drink of choice, whether that be coffee or maybe a glass of wine if you're writing in the evening. Usually, snacks are involved. um, And you sit on your derriere on your own in your very quiet space, beavering away, writing, writing, writing. And if you're anything like me, I can't actually write with too much distraction. I'm a very distracted person anyway. Um, bordering on sort of hyperactive, I would say, very much a creative brain, can't really do things in a busy or a noisy room without getting massively distracted. So for me, I have to sit in silence, really. I have to have the door shut. I can't have too much going on around me. I certainly can't have any um, any noise on. Um, I can't have the radio on. You know, some people like to write with the radio on. can't think of anything worse because I just can't concentrate. So for me, very 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 solitary process um unless you count my dog who comes into store on the floor sometimes but it's a very solitary process and because of that it's quite a lonely process by definition so there are times when you might emerge from a particular writing kind of episode if we say if you've been writing for a few hours and you'll come out or almost like you're emerging from some sort of chrysalis. You feel a bit bleary-eyed, you feel a bit disorientated. If you're anything like me, you get really engrossed in your writing, you get really caught up in your characters, in your storyline, in your setting, in your planning. You can really lose yourself in your story. And when you come out of that, it's almost like um, you're being born for the first time. You know, it's quite um, disorientating. and, And again, it's really, really lonely. And what happens there is you become more and more solitary in your writing process. Therefore, also, sometimes it's difficult to be objective about what you're writing. It's difficult to get that bird's eye view if it's only just you looking at what you've written written and looking at what you've planned and, you know, looking at what you've kind of got to say. Um, so that that itself can be a really lonely process. And for me, I love creative discussions. I love creative discussions. Very much a talker. Um, My family and friends will tell you that for sure. You know, I'm someone who likes to verbalise. I'm someone who likes to vocalise. And for me, the absolute best way to, um, what shall I say, to kind of inspire me, to fuel my creativity, to kickstart me when I'm maybe finding it difficult to get my, my writing in flow, when I'm finding it difficult to get the ideas come in, when I'm just finding it difficult to make it work. Um, you know, creative discussion is so powerful. And the thing about creative discussion is I can have a creative discussion with my husband and God bless him, he's great. You know, sometimes there's been stories I've come down to and said what do you think about this and I think he'd be saying well you know I think it'd be better if she was pregnant or if he'd left his wife or you know they'd got together over a you know a, um, in, in a foreign country or something like that you know he he's great at giving me ideas he's great at being a critical friend and telling me when he thinks things don't work etc or when he, he doesn't think things ring true but the point is he's not a writer and sometimes that's really useful to have a completely objective point of view someone who's really not in the loop not in your field to say this is what I think that you can you know bet your bottom dollar then that that really is an objective point of view but for people who aren't writers it's difficult to have writing discussions um, the same as you know if you were tr- if you were trying to have a, a medical discussion with a doctor you'd feel you'd feel a bit left out or you might get a bit bored by certain things that they're saying so You know, it stands to reason that actually the best people to have writing discussions with are other writers um, because they'll understand your frustrations. They'll get where you're coming from. I've just had my uh, writers group for my uh, Writer Passage Growth Academy this evening. I'm recording this podcast message podcast episode of an evening just had my um, Right of Passage Growth Academy meeting and we get together um, on Zoom and we talk about where we are in our novels or our stories or our books at this point and we've got people from all genres a diverse range of, uh, of writers and we talk about where we are where we're going, we look back at targets that we might have set the last time we met. So saying, well, you said you were going to write 2,000 words and you were going to move your story along in this way and have you managed to achieve that? And then we might talk about, well, no, I didn't actually achieve that. So what did you get stuck on? Well, I don't really know how to develop this character. I don't really know what I'm going to do with this bit of the story or this part of the story isn't quite ringing true for me. I don't I don't really know, to go, know where to go with it next. And writers are brilliant for then going... Do you know what? Have you thought about making your character do this, or this really needs to happen at midnight? Because to me, that's quite kind of a spooky, magical, mystical kind of atmospheric part in the story. So you can't really have your character go there in broad daylight because it's a little bit too bright and light. You know, all of those creative discussions are going to be best had with other writers. Other writers are going to say, "I get you. I know where you're coming from. I've been there myself." I've had those exact same struggles. And also, as a writer, hearing about other people's planning and plotting and writing woes or hearing about other people's stories can really give you inspiration as well. You know, listening to how someone might have plotted their, um, you know, plotted their story arc or the trajectory of their story or how they're using settings to move their characters forward or how their characters will be driving their plot forward or how their Adding intrigue or imagery, you know those kinds of discussions are really exciting, they're really inspiring, they're really motivating and those creative discussions writing discussions are best had with other writers. So going back to the title of this uh, podcast today, you know why is community important? And it's important for all of those reasons. it's important to kind of beat the loneliness that is felt by such a sedentary and um, static kind of profession or occupation or vocation or whatever you want to call it, it's important to spark that creativity. It's important to, um, you know, connect with people who are on your wavelength. You know, in any line of business, it's great to network. It's like uh, great to connect and connecting with people who can empathise, who can relate to your current situation is hugely empowering it's hugely powerful so having those discussions having that network opportunity having that sense of community is brilliant it's brilliant to move your writing forward it's brilliant to help you with things like writer's block or when you're having kind of issues with creativity it's brilliant to discuss your story and just even sometimes just me saying it aloud to some poor willing soul who's who's ready to listen helps i almost find the answers myself just by verbalizing okay So all of those things can be fuelled, helped, inspired and moved forward by having a community and also the learning that you can get from a community. When I started my writing journey 12 years ago now, I had no idea about publishing, for example, and I got so much really shocking advice, advice that either wasn't true or it wasn't delivered with integrity or it was delivered at a huge financial and sometimes an emotional cost. You know, and speaking to other writers, I've learned so much because every writer's journey is different. Beware the people who tell you you should be doing it a certain way. Tell them to bog right off. You shouldn't be doing it a certain way. You should be doing it the way that works for you. Of course, it's important to do your due diligence and get do your research. It's important to take advice, but take advice from people who've walked the walk and aren't just talking the talk. You know, I learned so much from other writers who shared with me what had worked for them, what hadn't worked for them, what they found to be a complete pain in the derriere, what actually moved their career or their vocation or their hobby even or their pleasure forward. You know, what was it that's worked for them? And I only really got that information from other writers. I didn't get it from... um you know, people in the publishing industry, because sometimes, you know, not always, but they've got an an agenda. I didn't get it from people who aren't in the writing industry because they're not living it, they're not breathing it, they're not not doing it. I got it from other writers. And you might imagine, quite rightly, this is not rocket science. You know, if you network, if you collaborate with like-minded people who get you, who get where you're coming from, who are facing the same challenges and revelling in the same successes that you might be, That's hugely inspiring and hugely helpful. So I can't really stress to you enough how important that community is. And for those times when you feel really blooming lonely and frustrated and like you're banging your head on a brick wall and like you're not moving further forward, you're getting stuck. You know, those people will pick you up. They'll G you up. They'll be excited for your success. They'll be sad when you're having a troubled time. They'll offer advice, they'll offer support. So, you know, those finding your tribe is really important, I think, in any walk of life, but none more so than in writing. It's just it's just hugely powerful. And the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is writing sprints. Um, I've been reading Stephen King's On Writing recently um, and he talks about his writing journey and he gives a few sort of do's and don'ts for good writing. Some things I agree with him, some things jury's out for me. I mean, who am I to argue with someone who's a multi million best selling author? But again, we're not all going to agree with each other, and what will be one path for one may not be one path for the other, but it's certainly worth a read. It's called On Writing by Stephen King, and he gives lots of valuable advice. And one of the things he says is, um, That Well, this was slightly controversial in my writing group tonight we talked about. He says that a a book shouldn't take longer than three months. Now, for someone who writes for a living, that's probably more achievable than for someone who has a full time job and writes for pleasure or someone who maybe does half and half in their life. I have to say I wrote my first book in three months. However, it was more of a novella than a novel. And that was maybe about 40, 45,000 words. It is doable. And I wrote every weekend. I did have a full time job. So it is doable. Um, but obviously, if you're writing, you know, a huge historical fiction where you've got to do a lot of research and stuff like that. I think that's probably a little bit um, unrealistic, particularly if you're not a writer full time. It isn't your job. But what he was saying by that was if you. Let your story drag on too much. And for him, and again, this is his view, but for him specifically, he really likes to get into the characters. He really likes to eat, breathe, sleep his characters. And I have to to be honest, when I'm writing a book, I start to think those characters are real, and we'll do podcast episodes and more webinars on on character development, but I go to bed dreaming about my characters, not in a weird way, but in a way that I think they're real people, because they've become real in my imagined mind and in my stories. Um, I think what Stephen King was trying to say there was, if you leave it for a real length of time, so you've got months in between one writing sprint and another, you almost start to lose touch with those characters, you almost start to forget about them, you almost start to um, forget where you are in the story, you sort of lose your flow, you lose your momentum. So what he's saying is, it's important to maintain that momentum. So, you know, that three months might not be doable for everybody, that's what he's saying, but I kind of get where he was coming from about keeping that momentum keeping that flow, keeping that creative process going. And I know when I'm writing a book, if I have a couple, two or three weeks off, it does take me a lot longer to get back in than if I'm into a bit of a rhythm. And the the story then, again, one of the ladies in my group tonight said, once she sort of sat down and started writing, the story almost started to unfold by herself because she had a really good idea and clarity about where she wanted her story to go. So back to writing sprints. For those of you who maybe haven't taken part in a writing sprint or are not quite familiar with what they are, a writing sprint is exactly what it says. You basically do a sprint of writing. So you write for a designated amount of time. Now, that might be two hours. It might be a day. It might be morning, it might be an afternoon. But it's a period of concentrating writing where you sit down and you write. And the thing about writing sprints are that they're usually done with a group of other writers. Okay, Now, one of the things I teach with my writing coaching, particularly with my business writers and all of that, is about assessing your writing speed. And again, we'll, we'll talk more in other episodes about uh, writing speed and writing timetables. But I talk to people about assessing their writing speed understanding how long the book's going to take them. For example, if it takes you an hour to write a a 1,000 words and you're going to write 30,000 words, you know roughly that's 30 hours, stands to reason. And then you can begin to set your timetable based around those that amount of words. So you know, right, I've only got an hour a week. I can't possibly uh, commit any more. That's going to take me 30 weeks. Not ideal, but you get what I'm saying. So understanding how long it takes you to write and your deadline and your timetable will really help you to stay on track and will help you to avoid what Stephen King is suggesting might happen if you allow your project to drift on too far. Okay, so, so the point about a writing sprint is you show up with a group of other people and you write for that designated amount of time. You've already hopefully got your writing speed in your mind. You've already got your timetable. You've already know how many hours you need to do to finish this. You hopefully have set some kind of deadline to say, well, I'd like to have this Uh, book published in June, for example, or I want to have this first draft finished in three months' time. But then people still stumble a little bit because life gets in the way. You know, the dog will be sick on the carpet one day when you were just about to sit down to write and then somebody calls at the door and your writing time goes and suddenly you thought, oh, I'd get distracted by that and your writing doesn't happen. So the thing about writing, like anything, you have to set your intention and you have to show up. You know, you if you're writing the book, you've got to do the work. You you, you can't. You know, there's no way unless you're, you know, someone famous. And you've got a ghostwriter. Presumably you're writing for pleasure. If you listen to this, um, you've got to show up. You've got to do the work. So, by setting an intention and not just a, yeah, I'm probably going to, I'm going to try and write a bit this week. You know, you don't say to your boss, oh, I had intended to come into work, but the dog was still on the, sick on the carpet and someone rang on the doorbell and I couldn't be coming in. You've set your intention to get to work at 9 a.m. on Monday morning and by hook or by crook, you will show up. Otherwise, you don't get paid, um, you know, and you're likely to lose your job. So, you set your intention and you set that actual time date event in your diary. So it becomes an event, it becomes an appointment. And that's the point of writing sprints. You meet collectively with other writers at a designated time. So in my um, Mabel and Stanley uh, writing and publishing community, we're going to be having writing sprints every Tuesday. They're going to run from 9am to 11am and also again from 6pm to 8pm. The great thing about that is I've got international writers wanting to join in. Somebody in India, they're five and a half hours ahead of us. So they might be able to join in the morning one because then it will be tea time for them. So I'm trying to make it work for sort of um, people in different time zones. But the idea is that you set that appointment. You rock up at nine o'clock with all the other writers. We meet on Zoom and then it's camera off, mic off. But you know you're there. You've gone to that time. You've physically... Made that date in your diary. You've physically shown up to that appointment. And then by doing that, you've banished, you've shut out all of those distractions. Presumably you'll have gone to your writing desk, wherever that might be. It might be a a corner of your bedroom. It might be your lap on the sofa. It doesn't matter where it is, but you've gone to your writing space. You've set your appointment. You've told everyone to leave you alone because you're busy for two hours. You haven't booked another appointment in your diary that's suddenly going to clash. You're showing up at that time with the full intention of writing with other like minded people, part of your community, which we talked about how important that is. And then you'll get stuff done. And I've had people show out people. Actually, a lady last week who showed up to one of my writing scripts, who's not a writer, She's writing her first business book and isn't finding the process massively easy. But she said, these writing sprints are brilliant because I I have to come. And as soon as I come, I've put myself mentally in the place where I know I'm committed to doing that thing. I've got rid of all my distractions. And on both of the last two, the last writing sprint, she wrote 3,000 words. And the sprint before, she finished a whole chapter. I mean, amazing. And she said, I would not have done that had I not committed to the writing sprint. So I would say to you two things that I would strongly advise. Find your tribe, find your writing community. It might be two people, it might be 20 people, but find people, like-minded writers, and I would suggest it's probably more than a couple would be great, who you can get together with, you can have creative discussions with them, you can... um Bounce ideas off each other. You can build each other up and support each other in the tough times, and you can celebrate together in the good times. Wonderful. And if you can, get yourself onto some writing sprints. Put that in your diary. Make it an appointment. Make it a reason to show up, to be present, to get it done, get started, and actually commit to the process. Because if you don't, things drift on and on and on, and life just happens. So if you're interested, in knowing more about the writing sprints, and you'd like to be part of the Mabel and Stanley publishing community, please do get in touch. You can find me on Facebook at Mabel and Stanley Publishing. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Mabel and Stanley Publishing. I'm quite easy to find, or you can send me a, um, an email, Outlook.com, But get in touch um, send me a DM on Facebook if you want to if you want to come in or you can find me Karen Stanley on Facebook. Send me a DM and ask me about it and come and join our writing sprints on the Patreon community, on the Mabel and Stanley writing and publishing community. Not only do you get the writing sprints, but you get oodles of other stuff as well. You get monthly webinars, you get monthly Q&A sessions, you get um challenges. You get the chance to join the academy, which gives you real accountability there. And and I start to really hold you accountable to your targets. So you get lots of others and loads of resources, videos, templates, PDFs. There's loads of other stuff on there. But if you do it for no other reason than than to join the weekly writing sprints and to feed off that writing community, then it's a great way to get your writing done and to get your project out there. So community and showing up, setting your intention putting a date in your diary and setting that, almost carving that in a tablet of stone, that's when I'm doing my writing and um, nothing's going to stop me. So I hope that's inspired you. I hope that's motivated you to take action. Good luck with your writing projects wherever you are. Please do get in touch with me if you want any questions answered. I'm always happy to help. And thank you for listening to Write to Publish. See you again next time.